Welcome to A Bittersweet Leap Entertainment video game podcast. And today, unsurprisingly, we're talking about the big E3 replacement stream, I guess you could recall it. Either way, the PS5 has finally, finally been revealed. And we're here to talk all about that data play stream. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. This was the big one. This was the one we were waiting for. The one that then got delayed a week and I was more salty than I'm prepared to admit I was. Um, But they finally showed it off and they've actually showed the box off as well. So thank Christ. That's a couple of things off the list that they needed to do. Um, Yes. General thoughts about the stream. Uh, I think it was a a step up over what Xbox had. Uh, And I think it was a pretty nice pace. it was still. I, I feel like this had better displays of gameplay than Xbox had, although it was still largely pre-rendered um, cinematic trailers and stuff like that. There was at least a few games that put their head above the parapet and showed gameplay, which I appreciate a lot. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of reveals, like the Xbox One didn't really show off anything that we didn't already know was coming or stuff that you know. There was a lot of games in that xbox reveal that were the typical you see it once at a conference and you never hear of it again that type of thing i'm not saying there wasn't a lot of that in this one but there was at least quite a few key games that got me excited yeah i'm with you on that one the reveal seemed quite to have quite a broad scope which is what you expect of it like a big th- um e3 stage show with the intent that like you said there are like one or two games in this that i think are never going to see the light of day a lot of them, though, aiming for next year, aiming for this year. Um, it seems like they've actually kind of screwed their head on with the re- the reveal schedule. Whilst there are some things I wish we would have seen and some things that they showed off I wish we hadn't seen. Mm. Um, but generally, on the whole, that was quite a good stream. It's it's not quite it's not quite um, Nintendo Direct. It's not quite. I know exactly how that's going to play, and I am excited for that. There yeah. was bit, there was bits of that, but a lot of the new IPs that didn't show off gameplay, and uh, to quote a great philosopher, um, "No gameplay, no hype." Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few things that I just, I just didn't gel with in this, but a lot of things that I was either solidly looking forward to or actively hyped about. We did pretty okay in the predictions. We did. I think the only thing across, I mean, apart from your like, um, what was that game? Elements? That, that Elements, game you came up yeah, with? Yeah. Apart from that and Crash Bandicoot from both of ours, everything we mentioned got revealed. So yeah. that was good. Felt good about that. Um, uh, there were a few things that they didn't, that they're clearly waiting maybe for Xbox to show their hand first, such as date and price, which you'd feel would be pretty important. Yeah, those are the big ones. Just to cover the things they didn't talk about then. No price point, no release date, no mention of VR, and no mention of backwards compatibility. That might be some big things for some people, especially since they've been talking about the backwards compatibility of the system for quite a while now. Talking about how... Now, I understand why they've not done it, but there was an industry report that came out this... No, late last month that said... Um, PlayStation Studios have been given a mandate that from the start of June, all PS4 games released must be PlayStation 5 compatible. Right. Which would include The Last of Us 2 and would include Ghost of Tsushima. Mm -hmm. 
I understand why they've not said in this stream, don't worry, you can play those games on PS5 because they want to sell the PS4 versions as well. Yeah. I can imagine us getting a another state of play stream, let's say back end of August, mm-hmm. that gives us the date, the price, and it says all PlayStation Studios games are back, fully backwards compatible. You can play them day one if you've got them in your PlayStation uh, store library. You can immediately download them yeah. because that would be that would be a killer app for that system. I I, I don't think it's all that unusual that they wouldn't mention it now when they don't need to because the competition xbox haven't come out with stuff like price points haven't come out with stuff with backwards compatibility haven't come out with i mean the xbox doesn't have vr and i can't see them gaining it so they've very much got the upper hand by actually announcing games and actually showing games running having said that having said that they Whilst they have done that, Xbox at least, there is some rhyme to their reason because it didn't feel like they spunked everything coming for the launch window, let's say. Not necessarily day one, but the launch window in that Xbox reveal. It still feels like they've got stuff left in the tank. They have shown nothing yet of Halo Infinite. That's still good to go. I imagine there's still some big IPs that they haven't, from their own first-party studios, they haven't shown off. And the drip-feed approach... It's going to be interesting to see because they both, for once, they've gone very different routes. Xbox is going to be slowly feeding you that stuff. Whereas PlayStation need, we now know they need a second event to to push price and to push date and stuff. But I, I worry what they have left in the tank to show off that wasn't shown off here, unless it's extended gameplay demos. So maybe that's it, but that's already stuff we already knew about. We just see more of it as opposed to new stuff we don't know that for certain that is just speculation but that's what we're here to do that's true now do you want to go through this piece by piece do you want to go through it in the order that it was revealed do you want to start with any anything in particular where where, um, do, where do you want to go okay let's let's try and stick chronolo- chronologically as much as possible there's a, there's stuff in the middle which are where i feel this event lagged where i don't really have a lot to say i don't think people need us to pick over every trailer in particular detail but no, I think stick to. Have you got it written down in chronological order as I have? I have, yes. Wonderful. Okay, so the the flex to start off with a Rockstar logo. <laughs> yeah, this was this was kind of like the um like the presentation event of going watch this and then just falling on your ass. Yeah, well, because I thought, oh my god, oh my god, what have they got? Um, because I was I was slightly behind. I had a phone call literally as the stream started, so I was behind you, and I just saw your big exclamation marks, fuck yes, and I was like, and I saw a Rockstar logo. It was like, GTA 6? No, no, <laughs> surely to God, no. Bully 2? No, come on now. Um, no, instead it was just, oh yeah, don't worry, GTA 5's coming. And I understand it from a business sense, but I feel like we also had a PS4 reveal trailer that did the exact same thing. <laughs> That's because we did, Darren. Oh, <laughs> That's God. because we actually did. This, at least to my knowledge, outside of we know that Minecraft will be coming to um, Series X and what have you, this will be the first case a single same game has spanned three console generations. Oh, yeah. That's wow. this is the only example I can think of outside of, like, ports. Because yeah, I, know, yeah, I yeah. know this is a port, but it's more... This has been released in succession. It's not so much it's been released 
uh, like they had the original on PS3 and then they decided to remaster it later on down the PS4 timeline as kind of like a remember this game. This is like this game has been consistently at the front of people's minds what Rockstar are working on and it's coming to next gen again. That's it's baffling to me, utterly baffling. I get it though, because I mean, the online is still, I mean, Fortnite's probably pushed it out of the number one slot, but it's still comfortably number two. And... Yeah, and the, and the trailer they showed all the um GTA Online story stuff they put in, they're very yeah. much counting that as part of the narrative, which is yeah. that's brave considering one of the missions is you get flying cars, but whatever. I know, I know, but uh, I, I. I understand that from a business move. I don't know if that's what you start with, considering what you had next. Yeah, yeah. They did try to sweeten the deal for us. So um, people who have GTA Online on PlayStation 4 are getting $1 million of in-game currency every month, which um, I've not played GTA Online in a while. That used to be a lot of money. I don't know if it is anymore. Right. And the other thing was they are releasing a standalone free-to-play version of Grand Theft Auto Online for all PS5 players for three months at launch. Okay. Yeah. Like, they, they all they said was GTA Online coming free to all PS5 day one, like the, the when GTA 5 launches. Yeah. Which is in 2021, by the way. It's not even a launch day game. It's right. next year. Okay. But it was quickly sort of recapped on the playstation official blog to say the standalone gta online experience will only be free for three months now that doesn't that doesn't tell me whether it's it's three free for three months unless you've already bought gta online so like if you own the ps4 version you just have it which would be nice whether it's free for if you don't own any version of the game if you've not even clocked a single trophy it's a bit vague and it's a bit of a shit amount of time if backwards compatibility is the thing then if you do own it on ps4 then surely to god you can do that because that's another thing they need to clarify these more recent games that are coming out that will still have online servers for multiplayer Will you be able to get through to, to those via backwards compatibility or is backwards compatibility just for the offline modes? That would have been a nice thing to kind of clarify. That would have been nice. Unfortunately, it's not what we got. What we got was, remember GTA 5? It's back twice. So yeah, This felt like fun. something that could have sweetened that middle bit where you, you put that as like, a, oh, that's quite nice. Not Don't don't lead your charge on this. Yeah, that opening, opening with a Rockstar logo was fucking bold. They, they could have... I'll be honest, I was expecting a Red Dead 2 port. This is the thing, I don't understand why you start with that when you have Spider-Man 1.5 ready to go as your second thing. Now, that may be just me that I'm reading too much into this, that it didn't feel like a full-blown Spider-Man on PS4 2. It felt more of a 1.5 starring Miles Morales. But what? maybe that's just me. Yeah, this this feels like um, I don't want to. No, it, it actually is. Let's be real. This is a infamous second sun first light situation. Mm. It's the same map with some minor tweaks. It's a new character with new abilities. That being said, this is the reason I want a PlayStation Five. I mean, Al- almost yeah. entirely. This is the reason I want a PlayStation Five because fuck yes. It's more Spider-Man. That is 
I've got to make, I've really got to sit on it. But right now, my gut feeling is my favorite PlayStation 4 game is Insomniac's Spider Man because wow. it's fucking brilliant. Um, wow. You know, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima have to come out and wear us, but, but right now, that's my favorite one. And I think it will always be my favorite one from the PlayStation 4. So more of that, yeah, sign me up, 100%. I am down. That being said, mm. so let's go into the specifics of what we were able to see. And let's let's try and decode what this game is. So they've not mentioned PlayStation 4 in this. That nope. sounds like it would be a PlayStation 5 game, as in yes. only PlayStation 5. Cool. We know there's new powers because they showed them off. So you've got the... The kind of like the Electra web thing and the the shock thing that he can yeah. do with his hands in the comics, mm-hmm. there in there. They've only shown off one suit. I don't know if it's going to stay that way, but we'll soon see. Uh-huh. Miles doesn't really have that many suit variants. I think that's no. a big problem. Miles is the only thing you could really add in is the one like the the DIY version from Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, and they've added the peter b parker suit in from spider-verse for place for the original spider-man game yep. so it's definitely inside the wheelhouse but i don't i don't know it, it might seem a bit limiting it looks good but then spider-man looked good on the playstation 4 anyway the facial animations were fantastic it's still the same map but they updated it with snow which is very much giving off that um into the spider-verse feel yeah Vast, the vast bulk of that action was taking place at winter time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's coincidental. I think that's that's quite deliberate to evoke that film. Especially if it comes out this year, it comes out directly between Spider-Verse 1 and Spider-Verse 2. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's an accident. I, I think yeah. they've they've very much found a niche with Miles Morales. Not even a niche. They've they've made Miles Morales mainstream. Thank God. Like, that's a good <laughs> character that needs to be out there. But yeah, it, the second son, first light thing definitely was the, the vibe I got. It didn't... Because I, I feel like if they were coming out and saying, this is the sequel, the full-blown sequel, I feel like they would have said that. Plus, I don't really feel like it's been that, you know, that much time. Plus, it's been, it wasn't... Two, it's been two years by the time it'll launch, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, that's not enough time to turn around a brand new game on a brand new console. So no, this, I feel like, is the stepping stone that we needed, like of a shoring up of the of the launch stuff. If this is going to be a launch title, a day one launch title, this is a very nice shoring up behind the thing they revealed at the end of the stream as like the one-two punch to kind of get them over the first hill. Because it wasn't the only Insomniac game we saw. So I feel like if it was the full-blown sequel, we wouldn't also be seeing uh, the, what well, we might as well talk about now, the Ratchet and Clank one, which was... Um, either side of a, a a Gran Turismo trailer that did what every Gran Turismo trailer has ever Gran turismo which was, oh, cars look nice, don't they? Yeah, we can cover Gran Turismo really quickly. It is Gran Turismo 7. No, there wasn't a date. Yes, the cars still look realistic. No, it doesn't look fun. Okay, Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> really, does, does it, it just, it's like, it's... <laughs> It's very serious driving for very serious people. Admittedly, I've never played a Gran Turismo game. I'm waiting for one to come like free on PSN or something so I can try it out. But yeah, it felt very, it just feels very like serious. Like there's no fun to be had here. You'll be doing perfect driving at perfect times. 
and I'm not into that business. But it, I mean, you it will follow good. the driving line, or you will be executed. Yeah. It looked it looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. That first Aston Martin they showed off. Rachel was sat next to me, reluctantly, but sat next to me watching this on TV and looked up and said, "Is that real?" And I was like, "No, but whoo, it's close." Yeah, and, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the stream on YouTube, so it, it looked no better than anything ever does when you're watching a stream on oh, YouTube. Well, I had YouTube streaming from my TV. That car, the, the Aston Martin they showed off, looked... I mean, again, it's under ideal conditions, so it's going to look good. But even the racing, and it wasn't so much... Like, the graphics looked great. It was the realistic movement of the cars. Like, they, were, they weren't twitchy or reacting to what you were doing like a, in a, a video game way. It was like natural. It, it just felt real, which is not what I'm actually looking for in a driving game. I just admire it for the technical competency that was on show and the fact that, you know, Death Taxis and Gran Turismo being a launch title are just three things that are guaranteed in life. Um, but yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Apart uh, from PlayStation 4, apparently. Apparently. Um, I will let you talk about Ratchet and Clank because I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. You've never played a Ratchet and Clank game? No, they were just, they, they came out at the wrong time when I'd just kind of grown out of like, oh, platformers. I don't want to play platformers anymore. I'm into God of War now. So I've never, I've never managed to make it to a Ratchet and Clank game. I know they're good. I just haven't, I haven't bothered. They are good, but I'll be real with you. The last time I played a Ratchet and Clank game was Ratchet Demolition, which was on the mm. PlayStation 2. Ah. So I'm probably not the best authority when it comes to Ratchet and Clank. I know people who really like it. I'd like to go and get their opinions and talk about it at a later date because they'll have played the latest one that came out on PlayStation 4 that was like a movie tie-in. Um, and they had a bunch of games on the PlayStation 3 under Ratchet and Clank Future. So they've they've been keeping this franchise steadily trucking along. Mm-hmm. This one's called um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Now, I will say... It looks gorgeous. It looks very mm. good. And also the the idea that... Now, we don't know how pre-rendered that gameplay section was that showed them loading in multiple maps and taking assets from one into the other. Yeah. I imagine there's some kind of trickery being done there. But those look like about five very detailed maps that we very quickly cycled through in one section. Yeah. It was very impressive. It was a great tech demo. Uh, that's not to belittle it, it just it, it showed off. I think the thing that the PS5 is going to do in terms of the leap up from the PS4 is not so much graphic, you know, fidelity and making stuff look ultra realistic. It's what you can use those graphics for. It's a processing power more so than the, you know, the sheen on things. So it's going to be scale was very evident here in terms of, you know, you're jumping through these hoops. And yes, it may have been some level of pre-rendered, but you're jumping through into from one massive world into a completely different massive world that still looks huge. You can see far off into the distance. Very impressive. That's the best I can say about it. I, I didn't really get a gist of if it's going to be fun because, again, I've never played a Ratchet & Clank game. But it, it felt like it's one of those games they feel like they lined up of, like, right, it's a safe bet. We know it's going to sell pretty well. Let's start seeing what the PS5 can do already and start pushing the boundaries. So they were like come up with an idea that would be very, very hard to do on the PS4 and run with that out the gate. Yeah, pretty much. They they did make it look very good as a PlayStation 5 game. It looked very lush. The thing that 
the kind of keyed me me in as to how they're using the the processing power of the PlayStation Five was the topiary gun, which mm. they showed in a gameplay section. They had the kind of the on rails moving section to show the world hopping mechanic. Then they showed off some of the weaponry, and they had a gun that can spawn in like plants and trees. Mm-hmm. And that looked really good. That didn't just look like an effect that is shot at an enemy and then either explodes or fades away. It stayed in the map. Mm -hmm. That was interesting to me, given the level of detail on ammunition. That was that was really cool. They also revealed a a new character, which I'm sure will be on Rule 34 by now because it's been over 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Um that looks like a female ratchet. It might be it might be an alternate dimension ratchet. It might be a new character to the series. It, it it looks fine. Looks a very solid game that looks like it's going to have more map variety and a lot more particle and additional effects going on to bolster an already pretty looking platformer. I'm not sure I'm going to buy it, but oh. it looks good. So, you know. that I feel the description is going to fit a lot of what we saw um, on this thing because we're now into that middle bit where it was a bit it started to it started to lag a little bit for me here and that's to be understandable i think they could have done a bit more of splitting up tech reveals and um stuff that wasn't just gameplay trailer after gameplay trailer after gameplay trailer yeah because this this next one was very much a tech reveal it was they had this problem the last time they did um the last time they did like an e3 conference it felt like we were watching sony's youtube playlist as opposed to you know anything substantiated and I mean, I will put it, the graphics in between some of the, the gameplay videos didn't help either, that we had to keep cutting to, like, obscure ways of showing the controller buttons. Uh, oh, in a, God, in that space. got old quickly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Um, but the first of these games was that very quick Project Athia? I think that's how you pronounce it. Project Athia, that looked like Square Enix's version of that Unreal 5 demo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was that. Yeah. Get, that game's not coming out. Let's be real. That game's not coming out. They said it's Luminous Studios, who are the team that worked on Final Fantasy 15. Right. Cool. That game's not coming out. There was no date. There was no indication of what that game's going to be, other than kind of it looked a little bit superhero-y and a little bit high fantasy and a little bit never coming out. Yep. Yep. Completely agree. Now, next up was probably of this middle bit, the one that caught my eye the most, Returnal. Oh, you missed one. Did I? You did. What did I miss? You missed Stray. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about the cat game. Yeah, the game where you're a cat in a world of robots. I mean, I, I think I missed it because I'm like, there, there is no force that's going to make me want to play that game. <laughs> I, they actually put a date on that game as well that's the best thing i know of all the things to cement yourself the, the the stray cat game all right oh god did we mention that spider-man's out this fucking year no we did not holy shit it's a it's a launch title what yeah. the fuck i know that's I know. a big deal holy shit that is big uh sorry yeah it, i mean do you have any depth to add to stray no <laughs> i just wanted to say that to say it so we covered it my entire notes about the game says stray the game where you're a cat 2021 that's all it says <laughs> yep we don't know what the fucking point of that game is other than there's no humans and you're a cat that's it <laughs> i don't know what your deal is well because he had that little backpack thing on 
And yeah. I was like, right, if this is like fucking death stranding and there's a baby in there i'm gonna oh god <laughs> and it's up to the cats to rebuild humanity i'm like no they would have eaten us day one where do you think we all went <laughs> i hope that's the plot <laughs> you find out that the uh, the cats are actually entirely yeah. responsible for the death of the human race and the robots are trying to save us it turns out the cat you're playing as the antagonist it's the breaking bad of video games it's like, oh my god we were the bad guy the whole time what <laughs> <laughs> If Let that's what this game is, I'd play it. Uh, I, I, I think I've already hyped it up too much. That I've already given it too good an idea. It's just going to be, it's just going to be a weird game for furries where they get to run around and like, oh yes, there's a one where you get to lick yourself. Don't worry, lads, we've put that in there <laughs> just for you. Let me talk about Returnal. Returnal. This was the one that was like, this feels important, and I, 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 I feel like I need to stress that because so many of these games kind of flew past, and I'm like. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. This is the one that stuck with me because it's um, it's basically um, what what if die, uh, Live Die Repeat starred the Space Marine that Jane Lynch played from Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly like, that. I, uh, I put down it's Groundhog Day versus Aliens, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it looked it looked very interesting. It felt it. I know this is going to sound goddamn cliche, but it felt next gen. It felt like okay, this is something. This is a step up. This is. If uh, it, it felt like it's going to be an important one, I don't know if they said it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive necessarily. Uh, it's well, it's House Mark who are making the game. Right. Uh, there's a good chance that means it is at least going to be PlayStation Point. console exclusive. Ah, they right. they're known for Super Stardust, Resogun, and Alienation, all of which were PlayStation exclusives. So I would say, yeah, that's an exclusive. Fantastic. So I I really like the look of it. I thought it, it looked. Um, so basically, you you playing as Jane Lynch from Wreck It Ralph, and she wakes up on on an alien planet, and it's got the yeah the Groundhog Day loop of she keeps waking up, she can't die. Um, which was the second there's two games in this that are about the inability to die um, <laughs> yeah which apparently is going to be a thing um so she wakes up and it's like the the planet is slowly like infecting her and like becoming part of her and she's trying to fight back against that and it just looked really good the graphics look really nice the shooting looked pretty good the world design looked fantastic i I was excited for this it was the one I wanted to learn more about when it got to the end of like okay I, I want to see. I want to see full gameplay from that. I want to see the scope of this. I want to. I want to be invested in Returnal. It does look pretty good. I'm not sure whether it's going to be quite the genre breaker it's actually purporting itself to be. That very much just looked like a sci-fi horror third-person shooter. Not mm. that I've got a problem because when they're good, they're very good. Yeah. Um. The the thing that's keying me into that could be something big is the terrain variety mm. is the different biomes that that game is showing off and the hint that you're going to be doing some some sequences inside your own memories which i always find is a really interesting concept in gaming especially when it's altering those memories the, it be, it becomes very um very system shock and very resident evil by that point yeah. where it is playing with the base fears and i really like that so it could be good. The, the pedigree of this studio is strong, but it's not third-person action shooter strong. It's right. it's two D isometric twin stick shooter strong. Right. My so hope is that yep. they come out. Well, I mean that was 
for the longest time, Guerrilla Games were known for just kill zone and doing third per- uh, first person shooters, and then fucking smash it at the park when they tried their hand at Horizon Zero Dawn. That's I hope point, it's another yeah. success story like that, but we'll have to see. Uh, what's next on your list? Because I'm uh, worried I may have now, after the missing out stray, I'm worried I haven't got a complete list. Fair enough. Uh, next up for me is it's Mario 3D Land, but not it's Sackboy, a big yeah. adventure. Uh-huh. Um, oh, uh, sorry, but there was no date on Returnal, and no. there's no date on this either. So, no. three in a row where we don't know when the fuck it's coming out. This can't be a particularly big release, right? The Sackboy one. I like Little like Big it, no. Planet, and it didn't mm. feel important. So, no. you know. It felt lesser. Yeah, it felt like... Well, it just felt like another Little Big Planet. Like, unless this is going to be... Unless there's no level editor... And you're just playing through Little Big Planet levels, which for which for me was always the weakest point of Little Big Planet was the pre-made levels. I died, yeah. I don't know how to feel. I don't feel excited. Not that I would buy it anyway, but yeah, it just didn't feel big. This felt like your your kid-friendly launch title. This doesn't feel like a title we'll eventually look forward to. Had this been Little Big Planet Four, this feels like this could have been something to look forward to. But Sackboy, a big adventure where it doesn't look like you can customize the characters. It doesn't look like you can customize the levels. Uh, I'm not so sure. Like, yeah, sure. It now looks like every other platforming game of all time. Great. It's taken away the unique identity that Little Big Planet had. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say I'm not in, interested in this game, which is a shame because I really like this franchise. Even I'm a little big Planet 3 apologist. Like, that is easily the worst, the weakest game in the series, but I still enjoyed my time with it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I can excuse this. No, I I, I was never sold on Little Big Planet because I thought the platforming was weak, even in like one. And I played one and a bit of two as well. I always felt the platforming just wasn't really for me and... This looks like an entire game of that. It feels like it's gone in reverse. It feels like it should have started with this and then built towards a level and to not go the opposite way. We are, of course, again, it's speculation. It may have a level designer, but they didn't show it off. So I would have thought if it was in there, that would have been at the front of the queue to show off. Anyway, uh, so next up, I thought, oh, my God, it's Rocket League 2. Here we go. <laughs> uh, it isn't. It's Destruction All-Stars, which is essentially rocket league and apex legends together that that's true i was more thinking is this the destruction derby reboot <laughs> which would which would annoy me to no end because it's not cooler world 2 yeah but yeah, you know cowards, cowards yeah. for not putting cooler world 2 out there <laughs> there's no cooler world, world 2 this entire thing was a zero out of ten so <laughs> I mean, we got a fucking Abe Odyssey one, so I'm like, well, you know, it's not completely unreasonable to think we might get everything else that was on demo discs in 1998. So, yeah, you know. I need I need FIFA World Cup 98 too. <laughs> Actual Soccer Three. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So Destruction All Stars. I th- I genuinely think it's a reinvented Destruction Derby purely because. <sighs> I don't know whether they actually own the Destruction franchise. I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain that was... Um, oh, I think it was owned by THQ. But didn't THQ dissolve? Wasn't that a thing? They did. I think they, they, they're they trying to restructure because some, some someone bought them and they're now THQ Nordic. So I, I maybe. 
but because uh, those are the ones that are doing the SpongeBob game and the Destroy All Humans game, etc. Um, mm. So maybe, but I mean, I, I can't wait for this to come on to uh, PS Plus. I'll say that much. Oh, hold the fucking phone. I was just looking on Wikipedia. So yeah. Destruction Derby 1 and 2 were developed by Psygnosis, uh, later known as Sony Studio Liverpool. Oh. Yeah, it's a Destruction Derby reboot. There you go. Lovely. Yeah, and like you say, it's definitely going to be a PS Plus title. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's going to be like, if he doesn't do well at the gate, like, well, Rocket League did well by releasing on there. Why don't we do that? Um, it, I mean, look fun. Rocket League is inherently fun. And maybe adding the running rain bit can add a bit of variety because that is the one problem with Rocket League. It does just get a little stale after a while. I think maybe the the first the running a rain bit might add to that and give it a bit more longevity. Yeah, um, and and this is more focused on sort of like a little bit of vehicular combat, which I miss. I miss the burnout games, but the burnout games were still forward momentum on a track. It's just you were also encouraged to be a twat. Um, yeah. And this is very much stick you in, a, in, an, in an arena and smash your cars up. I'm not saying that's not fun, but I don't know. Honestly, I I would play this over over Sackboy, over the Square Enix game that's not coming out, and even over Ratchet and Clank, and definitely over GT7. So, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> colour me impressed. I, I would actually want to play this game in some capacity. <laughs> God, that's some. We've got some glowing reviews coming out today. <laughs> um, well, I, well, when you open with fucking Spider Man, nothing can top that. Yeah, it's always it was always going to be downhill, wasn't it? Uh, having said that, I think the next game up looked uh, maybe the most of like the new stuff they announced was probably second to uh, Return of Me. This was Kena, Kenna. Yeah, Kenna or Kena Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, or as um, I described it, what if? Um, oh wait, I've lost my. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Um, what if Laker did pick me? That's literally what I've got written down. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll be talking about Laker later on as well. <laughs> yeah, we will. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, uh, it's exactly that. By the way, there's no date for this game, and there's no date for Destruction All Stars. So that's no. five on the trot where there was no date. No. Um, this looks kind of interesting it looks very launch title which has made made Mm. me weird that they didn't put a date on it but it's it's an action platformer with kind of like a an overlord style team management thing yeah and and the settings like the lush jungle settings looked really nice they did um and the designs were very cutesy and yeah like that game looked very hopeful i really enjoyed how that was shown off and i think you got a really good sense for the gameplay whilst not seeing stuff like the hood or giving up too much about the story yeah there was a nice balance in that trailer that was one of the better ones it was the one that rachel paid the most attention to it was like oh that looks good and i was like yeah well i've never really played a pikmin game but that i feel like adding a bit more of an actiony edge to it could really help that so this this is on the radar i'd, I'd put it second to returnal of the new ips that came out i'm like Okay, we'll pay attention to that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Darren, they, they actually released a dinosaur game for PlayStation mm-hmm. 5. I, I bet you're so excited. Oh, so, so, so excited. You know, I've wanted for years for, you know, Dino Crisis reboot or just a Jurassic Park shooting game or a Far Cry with dinosaurs in it or just, you know, something. And what I got was obscure Japanese indie dinosaur game. 
Goodbye, Volcano High. It's the worst thing I've ever fucking seen. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's the furry Tumblr story-driven dinosaur fuck game. What the oh, fuck is this? Don't put that in your launch trailer. Lads. I know you've got to, you know, I, I feel bad for them because they've got to appeal to a global audience, which is impossible. You can't do that. You, so they had to balance appealing to Western audiences and, you know, their home market of Japan. This, this isn't like, a Japanese-made game. Oh, I know. I know that. But it felt, it felt Japanese. No, it felt gross and Tumblr. The, yeah. the art style was, like, just... It looks like every cartoon that's being made in California for Cartoon Network right now, it looked like Steven Universe knockoff number 237. It... Oh, my God. How can it be so unoriginal and devoid of interesting ideas whilst at the same time being so fucking bizarre that yeah. you would not put the words dinosaur dating sim oh. in, in, the, in that order? You would never think of doing that. And yet oh. somehow, it and we, and we know this game will actually release because we've got a date for it. What? Great. Oh, God. I can't think of anything I'd less rather play than this goddamn game. Yeah, it was. This is very much a case of like, oh, I'm I can't wait to buy the PlayStation Five. Then they re- reveal um, Goodbye Volcano High. Hi, yes, I'd like to return this cursed item. <laughs> <laughs> this is a monkey's paw video game. This is I, I want a new dinosaur game on the PlayStation. <laughs> this is this is what you get when you make that wish. Just take it back to game and say, uh, what was the problem? And just look at me and I say, this is proof that God does not love us. And <laughs> he has abandoned us because of this. This. Oh, no, we're moving on. We're moving on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, D- Darren, I'm going to make you feel better. I am actually go going to make you feel better. Um, did you watch the IGN Summer of Gaming Expo day one? Uh, I did not actually, no. There is a... Um, a survival i don't know how much survival stuff's in it but there is a dinosaur shooting game coming out oh this was the one that was in the xbox reveal wasn't it it is yeah it was that it looked a bit steam for my liking but uh, i'm gonna check it out but let's be real darren anything is an improvement over fucking goodbye volcano high so (laughs) you know good point michael good point they've given us a new a new low point for us to measure other things against that's that's nice um, this we, I'd be... rather play Gran Turismo 7 <laughs> oh, I, I, I genuinely would rather play anything else and there's some games here that I feel like would not be for me at all but chief among which this may be an unpopular opinion I fucking hate Aves Odyssey you are the worst you are worse than uh, Goodbye Volcano High my friend thank you I'm okay with that I'm okay with that because I've just never it freaked me out on the Playstation 1 I never liked it and I never will so go ahead Michael Cool. I'm really looking forward to this, and uh, I've been watching the news of this come out. They've really been so they did a really good job, kind of upresing Abe's Odyssey in Oddworld New and Tasty. They're adding so much stuff to Oddworld Soulstorm compared to Oddworld Abe's Exodus. Holy fuck! There was never a playable section on. Excuse me. There was never a playable section on the train that you go to the the factory in, in the original game. So, it like first bit section of that trailer they've shown off brand new elements to this story so that makes me very very excited what doesn't make me so excited is the fact that there's no date for this one this has been cooking for fucking years 
now I know that that means, you know, it's the Miyamoto paradox, isn't it? All good games, you know, delayed games are eventually good, but, you know, games thrown out bad will always be bad. Yeah, It's that kind of thing. And I, I have to just wait for Soulstorm to be released in the best possible capacity. And if you compare it to um, Oddworld New and Tasty, it's probably going to be fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I just I just wish they got this one out quicker. Um, it's, we're now at a point where it's, it's not so much an appetite for retreads of old games. There's an appetite for new versions of old franchises. People want a new Crash. People want a new Ratchet & Clank, which they managed to deliver. And I certainly want a new Oddworld game. I don't even necessarily want a new Abe game. I want an exploration of something new, like what Stranger's Wrath was. So whilst I'm excited, and yeah, I really wish I knew when this was coming, I, I, I'm more excited for what Oddworld are going to do next, because I'm I'm a little bit sick of hearing that Soulstorm is just on the on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like that bit in um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where there's that. Um, the knight running towards the castle but it's the same yeah. shot that's what it feels like right. it just feels like that's forever coming it's then going to come out near something I actually want to play and I won't play it okay. and I'm really scared that's going to happen the only bit that stuck in my head from this bit was the guy at the start saying things can go wrong in hilarious ways and then cut to a very harrowing trailer about um, you know slave escapism and I was like I don't <laughs> yeah so, so I'm meant to have fun and hilarity that all the slaves that I'm trying to protect are being pummeled. So, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, that's very much the themes of Oddworld anyway. They explore really dark stuff whilst adding quite a lot of silly humour. It's it's quite unique. They've, they've always been doing that. I know it's not for everybody. It's my kind of weird, but it's not for everybody. But yes, I will play Soulstorm, providing it doesn't release alongside a bigger game that I care about. Fair enough. Speaking of weird, this is my one sentence. Ghostwire Tokyo was certainly Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I, for one, I'm all for a first-person ninjutsu and exorcism simulator. I'm okay oh. with that. I want to play this game. I didn't give a fuck about this game when they announced it at E3 last year. I care about it now. I want to play it now. I mean, good. I, I, I don't. But that's that's me. I'm very, I, I'm very limited in my um. This is how to not sound bad about this. My tolerance for like Japanese culture in terms of what they're putting out now, I just, I've, it's never really clicked with me. I was never an anime kid growing up, and I feel like because I didn't have that, I've never really got their weird and wacky sensibilities. So this is just not my type of game. I, it looks very nice. I'll give it that. It looks fantastic, but I just, it's just not, not for me. You like them, but you wouldn't let your daughter marry one, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I, no, I wouldn't let my daughter marry a, a Japanese video game. Um, but there we are. Um, it's it's just, uh, I, oh, I know. But no, it's just never. It's, I've never. I've tried them. I've tried to play them, and they just don't click. And this looks like the, all those Japanese um, action games just roll into one and turbocharge. So. I, I'm, I'm happy for the good ship Ghostwire to pass me by, and I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game now. On, it was, um, I know it's coming from, I think it's being published by Bethesda, which is interesting that Bethesda have got a couple of big games coming to PlayStation 5. We know that Ghostwire and Deathloop, no, no, we won't, we'll come to Deathloop later on because that there has been some movement on that. 
but I think Ghostwire is also multi-plat, so it's not necessarily a a big you must buy PlayStation Five to play this push. Five. But it's very interesting that PlayStation have been the first ones to show off the game running. That mm. we've seen a lot of pre-rendered cinematics, which the pre-rendered cinematics do look better than the game. It's a shame. Yeah. But I, I appreciate how they are taking a new stance on a, a horror FPS because the last good one to come out was Fear 3. And even then, that wasn't really as scary as the previous two. So at least that... And I'm not particularly good at horror games. I, I'm a particularly jumpy boy. Mm-hmm. I don't like jump scares. I find them cheap. I like horror that sits with you. So like the last horror game I would have played would have been Until Dawn. And I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed that it was it was trying to be something different. This doesn't look like a out and out horror game. It looks like a horror themed action game, and I'm yeah. very okay with that. Uh, next up, I have Jet the Far Shore. Yep. AKA No Man's Sky with the zoom out cranked up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's from the the developer Super Brothers, and they've done some really good mobile games in the past. Oh. Um, they made a game called Super Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery that is genuinely one of the best mobile games I've ever played. It's very fucking good. They are quite good at telling non-verbal stories. I'm just worried that those games are not meant for console. And this doesn't look like it's pushing the PS5's tech in any way, shape, or form. Saying you've made the, like one of the best mobile games is like saying we've made one of the world's greatest A4 pieces of paper. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, well, well done. I mean, great. We are, but... we are world leaders in cheese packaging. Like, it's like exactly. okay, good for you, but how does this affect my life? <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not not a great. I mean, it's a it's a standing. It's a way to get started, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's, it's the best. And I mean, we've been burnt before with these space exploration games. So forgive me for being a little uh, a little reserved. Um. I thought we were just looking at a Destiny port next. Oh, wait, no, it's Godfall, which oh, is so apparently different. Two seconds. Uh, Super Brothers uh, Jet the Far Shore comes out holiday 2020, so that's a launch title. Uh-huh. And Ghostwire Tokyo is 2021. Right, cool. Anyway, Godfall, also a launch title, holiday 2020. I, I feel like I've heard of this before, but I, I didn't know it was just, it's, it's Destiny again. It's Medieval Armor versus Aliens. That, that's that's the game cool it's um, hard for me to get excited about this darren it feel like it's got no identity of its own are we old now i think is, we're old is this the because i mean destiny and all those other you know stuff make a lot of money and people seem to like to play them a lot but they've never i, I think because we because we know a time before online games i i feel like th- this type of thing has never really appealed to me whereas those you know the the target audience they're going after now. They did grow up on online games, and they think that's the primary thing video games are for. So maybe maybe we're getting old. Maybe you know back when a game had to have things like context and a story. So you know, know. there's none of this there. That's like no. oh great melee action. I'm like that's 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 nice and all, but why why are we doing this? Why does it look like the love child of Warframe and Destiny? Yeah. And why should I care about it? It's just epic uh, loot. Uh, oh, God. Masterful armor sets. I'm like, oh, no, 
I tell you what turned me off this the the moment it started is that okay it's a game where you in medieval suits of armor and you're fighting against aliens so do something with that theme don't put a fucking rap song over it yeah i was like you you could have done like a techno orchestral mashup score and that would have made that would have elevated that game's atmosphere but instead it's just fucking generic rap artist of the month with his new single i like the wub wub and it's just uh it's typical fucking gearbox nonsense oh um next up was a game i thought we already had had i thought hitman 3 was already a thing and you missed another one did i yep what i miss solar ash oh okay i can remember why i skipped that yep because it's hyperlight drifter in 3d that's all yeah it is. yeah no one get no one gives a shit it's out 2021 it looks nice there's some nice colors i'll never play it anyway hitman 3 i thought there already was i've just looked up hitman 3 was hitman contracts so technically there has never been a hitman 3 well this is hitman reboot three as in they were they did the hitman because you remember there was the hullabaloo about these last two hitman games where they released them in episodically yes and then released a disc edition with all the shit on it yes so it's that again um all i've got to say about this is no gameplay no hype it's coming out in january 2021 i like that they said like oh we're gonna join um agent 47 in dubai at the top of the world's tallest skyscraper for precisely two seconds and not show any gameplay so you know what we knocked out xbox for it we have to knock playstation for it to show that we're not biased yeah it, it's i i don't really feel like i mean it's hitman it hasn't really changed all that there much. was no change between hitman reboot and hitman 2 there was no change this is more of the same this is not a next gen game no um, gameplay no hype yeah fair enough um okay now are we about to mention laker again um no because it's astro's playroom oh right so i thought so this is not a vr title it's not ah because like astro boy was their big thing for that kind of helped vr wasn't it it was do you remember the playroom no um i think it it came out shortly after the playstation 4 console but the playroom was a thing that you could use the playstation camera with and your controller and do like kind of little tech demo demo-y shit this is exactly that except they've also now crowbarred the astrobot character into it right. because it's a free preloaded game that will launch on every playstation 5 right okay. it's bloatware darren we watched a trailer for bloatware i completely missed that and just thought, I thought we were about to head into VR section. That may be why I tuned out for a second. I thought, oh, God, okay, we've got to the bit where they have to talk about VR. I um, almost would have preferred that. Uh, you know, a, an Astrobot 2 at least would have said, yes, the fucking 300-pound helmet you bought will work with the new console. That has to be coming, right? That, that's, that's, you've got to think. You've yeah. got to think. I mean, they, they can't risk the backlash of people going, oh, so that's that's it for VR then, we're dropping that um no i have to feel it's coming um okay so are we going to mention laker now yeah so the game that looks like you would benefit more from being a laker film like a film uh than it would a video game it's little devil inside aka what if laker did monster hunter yep it is basically that it's 100 percent that um there's no date for this except with a butler who poops 
I thought that was your employer. I didn't think it was your butler. Oh, is that okay? Maybe I got that the wrong way around. It seemed oh, more like yeah. you're you're the butler. You're the guy who goes out and does the stuff, and you've got a rich benefactor at home who does fuck all. Right. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, this was another game where the music choice felt fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I, I I did not get a feel for what the atmosphere of this game is. No. I felt like there was huge distance between the visuals and the music. I mean, visually, it looked quite nice. I I, I liked the graphics. I think it had a nice style. I just yeah, I I got no real, um, no real sense of what this is going to be like. Is it going to be? Is is it going for like quirkiness? Is it going for like a, a tactic style like a Horizon Zero Dawn to taking down these animals? Is it is it somewhere in between? Yeah, I didn't really get a good sense of it. Yeah, is this a comedy game? Is it a is, is there elements of drama? Is it an action game? Is it a puzzle game? Is it a tactics game? What is it? The only thing I know it is, is it looks like a film. It yep. just looks like an, an animated short. And that's that's not a big enough draw. It, it, I, no. uh, I want to get excited for something that at least looks interesting, unlike that godforsaken dating dinosaur sim bullshit. But yeah. I just can't muster the strength. They were. It was getting real weird at this point. And then I haven't even written anything other than just bug snacks. We missed a game. Oh, God, sorry. What was it? Um, I mean, we, here's my one-line review. Uh, NBA 2K21 oh, yeah. featuring the world's sweatiest man. My God, those sweat mechanics, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's a game neither of us will play. Let's talk about bug snacks. Um, I, I mean, I, I, this may also be a game I'm not going to play. I didn't play Octodad. Oh, I love Octodad. Right. I love that game. Okay. This is my one line review is it's the only game my fiance wants a PlayStation 5 for. <laughs> okay. So there it, we go. I'm uh, and that and this is a launch game as well. This is holiday 2020. Oh right, okay. So, you two you two can play as a fucking strawberry. You two can play the uh the video game version of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 that we never got. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I gotta be real with you i kind of like this one a lot of that is based on them being the octodad guys yeah and me going i will now follow you anywhere but i i just i just found it really charming that compared this this should this in terms of charm levels is what the Sackboy game should have been yeah and just wasn't i didn't i don't even know how this game plays and i'm interested it's a it's a cool it's a cool concept. It's got some cute characters. It's got some some irreverent humor, and it's from people who made a really fucking good indie game. So I'm all for it. I think it looks great. Fair enough. Uh, is it Deathloop next? It is the Demon Souls remake that I fucking called. Uh, I called too. Yeah, you did too. Yeah, you did Just too. Saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah this, I... of course, this is what Blue Point are working on. This was the biggest uh, not secret in video games history. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that they've actually come out and confirmed that it is a ground up remake as well. So th- it is interesting because that means From Software will be erased from this game. So okay. that kind of proto Dark Souls element, I guess, will be gone, which is very interesting. But mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still down. I still like Demon Souls. I still like the Souls like games. So yeah, I'll play it. 
I mean, I, again, not for me. This may have been why I was kind of flagging at this point, because I'm like, there was a whole lot of games that I'm just, I'm good. Deathloop, on the other hand, I think I might be into. Yeah, this is also going to be a uh, at least a launch window game, Holiday 2020. This is where the things got interesting, though, because this is from Arcane, who did the Dishonored games. So already that's some really good first-person game pedigree. Yep. Bear in mind the Arcane guys are people who left Valve because they weren't making Half-Life 3. So it's a big fucking deal that these guys have got a game coming to PlayStation 5. And PlayStation 5 alone in the console space. This game's not coming to Xbox. That's a big fucking deal. Cool. It's a PlayStation 5 console exclusive and will also launch on PC. Lovely. They've not said whether that's timed. I imagine it would be. But fuck yeah. Cool. So it's a double... um, Hold on. Um, It's uh, it's, uh, the other entry in the... we, We heard the kids are into Groundhog Day uh so, <laughs> yeah but I, I like the concept of this one it was it's kind of high concept in that you are you you're chucked onto an island everyone else seems to be having a good time and you're there to spoil it but their good time involves trying to kill you however yeah, you have infinity lives cheats on so you're fine <laughs> yeah the, there was that cool reveal that it does look like there's going to be some asymmetric gameplay going yeah. on so I don't know whether that means there's two campaigns and then at random you'll be thrown into somebody else's game and forced to fight them. That would be fucking cool. Um, or whether that's just you're playing both sides of this story and you'll eventually like choose one to finish, I guess. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities with Deathloop. It does, and I like the sort of the retro 70s cinema art style. I really like that. It looked fantastic, and it had maybe like the best chunk of gameplay we had of any reveal trailer. We saw a lot of it running, and that's good. That's a good sign that it they is. they had so much confidence in it at this point that they're okay to let us see what it looks like. Which shouldn't, you know, to people outside of the, you know, people like us, they maybe thought, well, what else do you show in a video game reveal? I'm like, exactly. But <laughs> yeah, precisely that. Because Rachel was like, "Is it just trailers?" And I was like, "Yeah," she said, but there's there's not anybody like playing the games. So I was like, "I know." <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. We don't we don't have that really awkward stage show thing there where somebody stands and plays Call of Duty for ten minutes. So I, yeah, I kind of miss it though. I honestly missed the simplicity of it. Of yeah. Just a man comes out on stage holding the fucking console, and you just see it. Yeah. I just miss that so much. But this, unfortunately, is the future. We don't know if E3 will recover from this. So oh, I know, I know. But it's just such a nice, like, there's something so wholesome about the kind of inherent shitness of E3 presentations. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of miss from this. It makes them more memorable. But that said, yeah, Deathloop, nice chunk of gameplay. It's on the radar. I like the look of it. Um, I feel like you'd have to review pretty strong for me to go, okay, yeah, I'm going to get that straight away as opposed to waiting for it to come on either PlayStation Plus or being a sale or something. But yeah, it had my uh, it had my interest. Right, I've only got two more games left. Um, there are three left. Oh, what am I missing? Um, got, well, the, go on. Well, the next one is uh, Resident Evil 8. Okay, yeah, that I've got. Although I did think, I thought, I said I said it the mad bastards and Rachel went what I said they're doing the order 1886 too oh, oh yeah because of the werewolf God. thing yeah yeah <laughs> I was like 
the shit. Oh my god, <laughs> the crazy motherfucker. You imagine the fucking stones on PlayStation to make a sequel to that trash fire. Check out oh, the god. minerals on these bad boys. My god, oh. and then no, it's Resi Eight. Yeah, Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Eight Village. Um, that giving me strong um, Resident Evil Four vibes. So I am very interested. Um, it's a game that is complete with a somehow even chonkier Chris Redfield. Mm. So that's always nice. Uh, and it's confirmed to be coming out uh, 2021. So I would say that's a back-end 2021 game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago Resident Evil 7 was. That's a good question, actually. That uh, might give some indication. 7 was the one in the house, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really fucking good. Um, uh, again, never played a Resident Evil game. Really? Yeah, I mainly play Lego games, it turns out. <laughs> Honestly, the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes have been some of the best games I've played this year. Well, 2019 and 2020 kind of have amalgamated because 2020 hasn't happened. So, yeah, no, the Resident Evil um, remakes are really good. I'm trying to find out when 7 came out. 7 came out. Uh, it was released January 2017. Okay. Yeah, would you would you for another one? Would you for another game? So that's pretty good. I'd say that's a mid twenty twenty one game, mm-hmm. and it looks really fucking good. Like the the textures look really nice. The atmosphere looks really good. There's some interesting character design going on. Chris Redfield's now bigger than two watermelons put together, um, and there's a fucking werewolf. So <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for whatever that game's uh, flinging at me. Right, so what's the game I'm missing? Because obviously you know the one I haven't missed. No, uh, Pragmatica is the one that you've missed then. Oh, God, this shite. Okay. No gameplay, no hype. Uh, oh, it's... it's it, Again, just to say of combining things, it was a bit like, oh, is this like a Death Stranding version of the Truman Show? Because I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. Oh, God. I thought it was... Um... I, I, I saw the design of the astronaut's helmet and I was like, holy shit, it's Vanquish 2. And I got really excited. And then and then it wasn't. It was Pragmatica. It is also from Capcom. Made, right. No, no, Platinum Games made um, Vanquish. Okay, there's absolutely no hype behind this game now. Um, I've no idea what it is. I've no nope. idea what the story is. I've no idea how it plays. But somehow they want it out for 2022. So there you go. Yep, nope. So that's what I'm going to think about that game. That uh, game might not come out. Probably not. Here we go. It's what we've all been building for. We both called it, but that's that's not a bad thing. It's Horizon... What was the subtitle? Sorry, I forgot what the subtitle is. Horizon 2 Forbidden West. That's the one. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was exactly what we thought it was going to be. That's the biggest foregone conclusion of all time. But fuck, it looks good. Jesus wept. I mean, again, no gameplay. So and no date. And no date. I I, I think it's going to be launch because I didn't spot anything in there that I was like, that's your launch title. I do don't. Really, feel you do you can... really think they put this out against Spider-Man Miles Morales? But that's the thing, though. I don't think Spider-Man Miles Morales is your is strong enough to be a launch title if it is truly just spider-man 1.5 and not a true sequel if it was the true sequel to spider-man fair play but i I, know this felt like they're they put it last because this feels like their killer app for the launch day do do you think that it might not be 
and then it also accidentally releases the same time as Breath of the Wild 2, because that would be hysterical. <laughs> They're just cursed forever. <laughs> yeah. Guerrilla Games and Nintendo are just like stuck in this fucking cycle. And, and, and I, no, God, I hope that doesn't happen because I want to play this straight away. I don't want to have to wait a month like I did with the first one. Yeah, no, it looks... They put climbing in it. Fuck I know. Yes. That, uh, that was... Again, it was hard to convey why that was the most exciting thing from the trailer, but it's like you have no idea how frustrating it was to go from Breath of the Wild where I could literally climb everything to not being able to climb everything. Yeah. So, fantastic. Like Again, some of the story bits I put in there, like the world is healing, animals are back now. Yeah. Um, we can go underwater. We can climb everything. There's a Torterra. It's awesome. <laughs> you even Did you call the Torterra? I'm sure you did. I think I think what mine was like the giant ones from Detective Pikachu. Like you'll be crawling around on their back and they'll stand up and like you'll be trying to climb through it. Um, but yeah, so I'm all the new animals designs look great. I mean, we didn't get much of a story other than the animals are back, but something's killing them. Yeah, um, that bastard the new... from the end of the first game's back. Yeah, the big elephant looks mint. Oh, I, good hype! All I know again, no gameplay, so there's it's tinged, but. Poor boy, that's the reason to buy the PS5. I, I think, feel like oh, sorry, I can. I feel like I can wait for Spider-Man 1.5. I feel like I don't. I don't need it straight away. Or do I want this though? Yeah, like I, there's understandable why that was the closing game. Yeah. Because like that's a big fucking deal. They've clearly got a next-gen vision for that game. Yeah. Whereas. Don't get me wrong, the the game I'm most excited for out of all of that is still Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yep. But that feels like an extension of Insomniac's Spider-Man PS4. Yep. This is very much a, okay, we did Horizon Zero Dawn. This is a new vision. Just based on the diversity of the fucking biomes, that game's yeah. got huge. Like, there, there was points where, like, there was seeing signs in... Like like old signage in English, and then in Japanese, I was like, "How fucking big is this map? Jesus wow. Christ!" But yeah, they've they've got a big sense of scale with this, not just with the terrain, but with the monsters. It seems like the story is going to take a big fucking notch up. Oh boy, yeah, I I may have to replay Horizon Zero Dawn, ready to play uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh yeah, fuck that looked good. The second Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Shima are done. Uh, replaying Horizon Zero Dawn is next up. Yeah. But I, oh God, I hope, I know this is pessimistic thinking, but I hope this doesn't go the same way as Infamous Second Son, as like the big Sony IP they're going to put up, you know, the first one out the gate for the new console. And I mean, Infamous Second Son was just such a, oh, it's just such a going through the motions game. I hope this doesn't go that way. I hope it, because, I mean, the first year of a new console is always a little bit ropey in terms of trying to figure everything out. I hope that isn't the case here. I hope they hit the ground running with this because I really, really want it to be good. Yeah. Honestly, I do think that um, Guerrilla Games know what they're onto now. They, yeah. they know what they've got. I don't see them fucking it up. I mean, I said that about Infamous, and I really enjoyed Second Son. I understand that it was a step down for people. But I really enjoyed it. So, but this doesn't feel like a tonal shift. No. This feels like a continuation of what that story was trying to tell. Second Son was very much a this is no longer the comic book game anymore. Yeah. It was, oh, you're playing as this really cool guy and 
it's going to be all about family and stuff it's like yeah that's not what fucking infamous was about no. whereas this is like aloy did some shit she's been through some fucking shit she's gonna sort shit out like I, i'm down for the progression of that character way more than i was in having a new character thank fuck it is another game with aloy yep uh, i this is the reason to buy a ps5 at the minute i feel like again i can hold out because i can just i only played the first one through once so i do feel like i haven't like overplayed that game so much that i i need the sequel straight away um and it, it's true it, the only thing that would have shaken my faith in not getting it straight away would have been god of war 2 is coming and it's coming soon that's that's a test of faith that is but it didn't happen we got past it uh and then it's well okay here, here we go so we had all the games and it was all great and fancy but they kept not showing the box yeah it's a bit uh, uh, okay are we gonna are we gonna see it? now you the day previously had, had sent me an, an image of what was believed to be the leaked design mm. which was understated i'd say it was it wasn't like a leap forward it just looked like a white ps4 it looked a bit flatter than usual had some nice lights on it and i was like that's fine that's non-offensive they haven't really taken a chance there but that's nice that's fine uh turns out that wasn't real and we did not know what was coming. No, we didn't. Because yep. then they revealed what it looked like, and then the meme started. Can I have a moment? You can have every moment you need, Michael. This is the most fuck-ugly thing I've ever seen. It looks <laughs> like a Las Vegas casino. It looks like the hideout of an evil tech corporation in an animated film. It looks like an extreme close-up of a clone trooper. It looks like a turret from Portal. It looks like Eve from Wally with a pregnancy bump. It looks like a First Order bomber ship from a rejected version of Episode 7. It looks like the Sky Q box with a hunchback. It looks like an actual PlayStation that's trapped inside a white ring binder. It looks like the mutant love child of a wireless router and a fan-made PlayStation 4 concept art. It looks like Seto fucking Kaiba. It <laughs> looks like an unfinished Tassimo machine. It looks like a cyberpunk version of Doug Dimmerdome's fucking hat. And finally, it looks like Gigantamax Duraludon. Uh, it does look like Seto Kaiba. It looks like all of those things all at the same time it's fuck ugly i'm back on board now it looks like seto kaiba and that's cool it looks the best picture i saw was someone's just put the eye of sauron on the two tips of it (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh man you know what okay because you did text me like one second i said okay i've caught up and i've seen all you just said that is a fucking ugly console and i'm like i mean it's not it's not the best looking console but i i was like it might grow on me. I thought it was like, it's it's okay. They've taken a leap. My God, have they taken a leap. And yeah, console they... that is historically always a black finish and now it's bright fucking white. Holy shit. Uh, it's, they've gone the opposite direction to the Xbox One X, which was like, I think they did all the design work in Minecraft and went, yep, that's the one. Boom, send that out. But <laughs> I actually genuinely prefer how the Xbox Series X looks. At least it looks like a piece of machinery as opposed to some kind of magnetic letter rack. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> it's a fuck-ugly console. Why they... <laughs> Jesus Christ. At the very least, when you lay the thing on the side, the disk drive is kind of underslung. Yeah. And that's kind of okay. Because otherwise it would look like a fat man lying down. It's just a... 
It's just fucking ugly. The Xbox Series X, yeah, it, everyone jokes it looks like a fucking fridge, but at least it looks like a cool fridge, a fridge you wouldn't mind having in your house. I've got to spend the next seven fucking years looking at some kind of pregnant robot. Oh, uh, God. And it's just like you could get confused for a BT home hub with a white cl- like binder around the edge of it. I give you that, but... I mean, I, I'll, I'll get over it. If the games are fantastic, I could care less what it looks like. I still think the co- the controller looks fantastic, and I like this. I like the synergy they showed off because they showed off uh, the camera, they showed off the headset. A little bit of me was like, is it coming with both the camera and the headset? Oh, my days, okay. Um, yeah, they they surely wouldn't case. do that, right? Also, can I please point out that I also called the digital-only version you did you definitely did call a digital only version which does look nicer because it looks symmetrical at the very least (laughs) yeah because it doesn't have a fucking tumor on the side of it darren that's why it looks better jesus christ okay 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 i I... (laughs) clearly it hasn't gone down massively well but in the new world of marketing that might have actually been by design because you know they put something out in that can be taken up by meme culture and it just means everyone's looking at the ps5 and that's kind of what the marketing only really cares about is people talking about what, you know, talking about their new console. And they've Basically, achieved yeah. that. They so, have. And, and a lot of people like it. People are calling it sleek and futuristic. And I think it looks like a fucking nightmare. Um, but, yeah, that, it's interesting that they've kind of already thrown the accessories at us. A charging yeah. station for the controllers, a 3D wireless headset, um, a HD camera, which... And and for some reason, uh, it's 2001, Darren, because they're also going to be selling you a media remote for it. Yeah, that was a bit strange. That was um, strange. But, you know, the, the iToy 5 looks great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's at least smaller this time. So that's yeah. nice. No, I, 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 I could take it or leave it. I didn't have a strong opinion this year, but no, it's never going to be anything other than Seto Kai. If you can modify the turn on noise, it just it needs to be like, as president of Kaibakor, <laughs> every time it turns on. That would improve it. I'll tell you what else would improve this. A black and red variant for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh. I, would very, I would like that. Yeah. Well, would it look better? Okay, say if it was they inverted the colours and the middle bit was white and the the casing was black. Yeah, I think that would look better. No, it looked like an Oreo. <laughs> okay, Darren, maybe I am a fat fuck because I would much prefer that. <laughs> I would rather play with Oreos for uh, seven years than play with this just dystopian fucking nightmare. Oh my god, the controller looks sleek. The controller got that ratio bang on. Yeah. Why couldn't the console? Admittedly, the old digital version does have that edge because it's not got the tumorous disk drive on it. But you know, it's it's actually not that bad with it being underslung. It's okay. It's very white. It like I'm talking me and you levels of white. Oh good God. That is white. <laughs> it's um, very white. But anyway, so I I think it was as we said at the start, good reveal. They can always be better, but I think they, they found a nice mixture of... I feel there's stuff to, in here that can appeal to everybody. There's there's some left in the tank, not as much as what Xbox has got. And we'll have to see which um, pays off in the end. And, of course, we didn't get the price point, which was... You, you sent me a rumour that it was 600 Yeah, that got debunked, thankfully. Oh, um, good God, that, okay. 
So it, we know it's it will cap out at 600 for definite. Like right. it's sure as shit not going to be 600. I'm worried, Darren, that there's going to be either a really big price difference between the all digital version and the disk drive version yep. or not big enough of a, of a difference. Right. Because I'm worried that it's either going to be a case of there is huge incentive to buy the all digital version where they can hike up the price of the games on the storefront mm-hmm. or there isn't going to be a big enough thing and they've made this thing for seemingly no good fucking reason, especially since they're not talking about back- backwards compatibility, uh, game streaming. They're not discussing PlayStation now and any anything to do with that. There's a lot of unanswered questions and price point plays a really big part of that. If they launch... This won't happen, but this is what I feel is the fairest option. If they launch the all digital version at three hundred, and the um, the main one at four hundred, because that's at least making a version cheaper than a PlayStation Four at launch, and the new and the PlayStation Five more expensive than a PlayStation Four at launch, where both can do the same things, and it feels like a genuine choice. Yeah. What I what I feel like it's actually going to be is five hundred for the PlayStation Five and four fifty for the all digital version, which yeah. that's that's worst case. No, it's not worst case. Four fifty is a good price point. Five hundred is like we've had the shock of six hundred. If we're talking about viral marketing, we've had the shock of six hundred. Yeah. They can now make five hundred seem good, when in actuality that is almost half of a PlayStation Four at launch again. So I. Uh, it's I guess very difficult. I do. I mean, they'll, they'll point towards like, well, he's got a 4K Blu-ray player. So, you know, you're not going to get, a ve- you, they're not cheap. So you're getting that with it, which is the point they'll probably press. And if it does come with, or if it comes with the headset, I'd say that's kind of like, well, okay, I didn't necessarily need it, but that'd be nice. If it comes with an additional accessory at launch in the box, or maybe two controllers instead of just the one. At 500. At 500. I think I'm okay with that. I'm not buying it 500, so it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, I don't think either. Like, I the second they released um, the trailer for Mars Morales, I was like, "That's it, I'm buying a PlayStation 5." And then the next hour of the presentation happened, and now I'm not sure. I don't. I genuinely think I'm not buying it at launch, nope. and th- that refusal to show the price and refusal to give a date. Now they've said holiday 2020. That, they won't release it in December. They'll want it out for Black Friday. What they're saying is it's definitely November. We're five months out from this thing, and I don't know how much money I've got to save. That's no. real fucking bad marketing. I think I think it'll be August before we get anything else. I think they'll wait. Especially if we, I think in between that, they're expecting Xbox to maybe put out two more videos. Because I think they kind of said it was going to be... I don't know if they committed to monthly, but they said it's going to be coming pretty frequently between now and release for the xbox so they're probably going to wait out one if not two more microsoft videos before they go again so i think it'll be august before we get that at that point they've got to put the price out and they've got to really flesh out all the details details for day one because they can't wait any longer if they are still aiming to get it out in that ring it might be changeable it might be a case that they are waiting to see if coronavirus continues to go down and then it's going to be back to somewhat resembling normality come the end of the year, or at least a, a conditions where it's going to be okay to launch that thing. Because, I mean, if there's a second wave of, you know, infections globally, they can't put that out. 
They can't. No, they, no. They'd have to be fucking insane to put that in because, I mean, the economy is not going to be there for people to be able to afford it. The, um, the demand for it isn't necessarily going to be there because people are going to be like worried about jobs and everything. So it's just not conducive to it. Maybe that's why they're holding off. They're waiting to see exactly how everything lies out from what Microsoft are doing to some extent what Nintendo are doing to, you know, what the global economy is. Then they'll announce that stuff. So it, it might not. It might be we didn't find out the price because they haven't set the price yet. They're still, I mean, they've probably got a, a, a figure in mind or at least a ballpark of like, okay, somewhere between this amount and this amount, but they haven't yet said definitively that's where it's going to be, which is smart on their part. That it, it isn't coming out yet. They don't need to do that. So I understand that. But I think by August, if they are still going to commit to this year, that's when they'll have to really show their hand on everything. It would almost be beneficial for them to not release it this year and have I, an early 2021 release. I think the Switch showed that, that can do, they, you can do that and have success. The Switch came out in, I think it was like a March I want yeah, to say it was March or May of 2017. Yeah, so so and that came out and that did perfectly fine. So I don't feel like it's like it has to come out in that very set October November time for it to be successful. Yes, they'll miss Christmas, but Christmas is going to look very different this year anyway. So I, I don't think it's too bad if you wait, wait until the market recovers and people are uh, ready, willing, and able to buy that console, and then put it out. Because if you're putting that out there, it's going to be a, a, sold at a loss. The console, there's no doubt about that. They've got that. They can't sell this console for profit. They already tried that with PlayStation Three, yeah, and exactly. it became a fucking meme. I, I, I should have had that kind of internal realization that they won't do that again. They won't mm. go to that six hundred pound price point. No. Because they they saw what happened. They lost the. They lost a lot of fans, and they lost that generation in terms of revenue. They did. So, so, and then PlayStation 4 more than made up for it. Yeah. I just don't want the grandeur to go to their heads and think that they can just demand whatever. No, it yeah. needs to be fairly priced. You can definitely increase from 350. You don't have to put it up as 350. I would love it if it was, but you don't have to do that. No. I would say anything above 500 would be far too much. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, whew. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad we can start talking and speculating about oh, it. Christ. And hopefully it's going to give us a lot of material for more podcasts in the future. Yeah, hopefully it will. Uh, that means that we'll probably do something. Do you care about the Xbox? One? Now as an owner of almost every console ever made, because I have an Xbox One now, um, if they do a big Xbox Series X reveal, say if they talk about their price point, their release window, Halo Infinite, I'd say we'll probably do a podcast on that. I think so. I think it, it, it's worth a look. I mean, we'll, we'll have to do it piecemeal. And maybe these 8-bit of sweet will not become like a set subject. It'll just be what's been announced in the last like couple of weeks. Because there's still a lot of people pinning their hopes on announcing stuff in the window of when E3 would have been. And then kind of stretching that out. Because I know EA's thing is in uh, a week, I think. I think they're doing an EA play on the 18th, which is probably just going to be FIFA and Madden and stuff. But then you never know. They have still got Star Wars, so they might announce something there. Um, I think Ubisoft is later on in July. But there's a lot of stuff coming up. So I think, yeah, as and when we feel like we've got enough material to cover, or if there is like a big event, like a, an hour-long Xbox reveal, 
we'll play it by ear. But I think I think that's something we want to keep we want to keep on top of. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like, like you say, they've taken vastly different approaches. Um, Xbox have already shown what the thing looks like. They've already talked about its major games. They're doing that drip feed approach, which is it's beneficial because they can have multiple days of being in the news cycle, mm-hmm. but they don't dominate the news cycle. Like it's it's always like the third most important thing happening that day. This PlayStation event was the most important thing on Twitter for three days in a row. They they've controlled the news on that. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether we'll it will have to be a big deal for us to do a Xbox specific one, like you say. But news will be coming out. There will be stuff happening. If it's big, we'll talk about it. The PlayStation Five was very clearly big, and even though there's a lot of games we talked about that we either don't think will come out, we're not interested in, or we outright hated, there was enough good stuff to tide us over. So it was worth talking about. It was. Uh, so um, we have had a few more recordings recently. You can go and listen to our podcast on um, what we've been playing and what we've been watching during lockdown. We've also got next week because we we were hoping this was going to be announced. Um, and it was. So this is the one you're going to get this weekend, which means we've delayed our superhero uh, female led superhero movie pitch until next weekend. So that will be with you very shortly it shall in the meantime you can go and find me on twitter and instagram and add that mike owen and you can go and follow darren on twitter and instagram at, at the gutridge you can follow the site on facebook twitter and instagram under the username fowley and t that's f-o-u-l-e-n-t find us on spotify apple Podcasts, soundcloud and other rss feed uh, platforms under the username fowley and t or fowley and t podcast depending on your service like I said, we're going to, we know what's coming up next week. Um, <laughs> and we know what's coming the week after that. It's going to be The Last of Us. Yeah, boy. Um, oh, and uh, Pokemon. We forgot about Pokemon. Oh, fuck, yeah. So there's probably going to be a, a God of Castor Mall coming up soon. So that's good. I'd forgotten about that. I've been saving money ready to buy that DLC. <laughs> I'd forgot about that. <laughs> Shit. Um, and Who there'll be another that? Smash Brothers character this month as well. We'll know oh, which yeah. arms representative. I would put my money on there being a Nintendo Direct either this month or next telling us yep. a lot of what's coming up because beyond Paper Mario in July what's left outside of Breath of the Wild 2 and Bayonetta 3 which may not happen well they but yeah, they, they need stuff for the now because otherwise they're going to lose a lot of ground over Christmas so uh, yeah they might want to put their head above the parapet yeah, so I, w- I would say, I mean, if the, if a Nintendo Direct happens, you'll fucking know about it. We'll make a podcast, definitely. Uh, but yeah, come back for more gaming stuff in the very, very near future, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody! Bye!